0: Wall street book club evan jefferson brother much love educating elevating because in knowledge is the power and we'll never get it up. <laughs> Living for the masses where to put your money down now how to watch your assets yeah uplifting others is a passion my brother evan he will turn it into action new black wall street book club you should come read come with us. Read us yeah we comprehend and discuss yeah. we all mm-hmm. just come together there's no limit for us, us. Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Book Club. Evan, take it away. New black, <laughs> New black Wall Street Book Club. Grand rising to the billionaires. Thanks so much for joining us here today again on the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best-selling author of the book. The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe it if you want to be wealthy. That's a big if by the way. Everybody don't want to be rich. Everybody don't want to be wealthy. Everybody don't want to be out of debt. Everybody don't want to repay their student loans. But if you do, I recommend you study wealthy people. You can find that book, uh, you can find it SASH. You can find quite a bit of stuff at our store at www.TheBlackBillionersClub.com www.dbybusinessclub.com. Get the book today. Well, good morning to you guys. Thanks so much for joining, man. We're broadcasting right here on Facebook Live and also our podcast. Uh, if you could, let us know where you're connecting from, what city, what state. Want to rep your city right now? Good morning to you, Miss Phyllis. Thanks so much for joining. Miss Vivian is here live with us here on Facebook Live. Mr. Curtis Payne is up in the house as well. Technology is in the house. Thanks so much for joining. We're broadcasting right here from ERGJ Studios in Decatur, Georgia. That's right, Decatur. Where is greater and we ready to read. I mean, you got black folk ready to read and we're gonna be uh, continuing along in our journey into a book called How Rich People Think. How Rich People Think by Mr. Steve Seibold. How Rich People Think. Now on the back here, he's got a quote from Mr. Seibold. Let me go ahead and read that for you guys or you guys are typing in, getting all connected. Joseph McKee, thanks so much for joining. Mr. Seibold says this, the secret is not in the mechanics of money but in the level of thinking that generates it. Once you learn to embrace this, your earning potential is limitless. So basically what Mr. Cyborg was saying is the only thing that's holding you back from making more money is your thinking. And ultimately that means the only thing that's keeping you back from earning more money is you. You change the way that you think, you'll be able to change your results in life. You'll be able to change your bank account. But it starts by you deciding that you're going to embrace this philosophy and change the way that you think. I'm telling you, once I embraced it, guess what happened? My bank account started to increase. That's just how simple it is, although it's difficult for many because we've been thinking the way we've been thinking for quite a long time. Well, we're into chapter number 10, guys, and how rich people think. It's time for us to go and get get our manna. (laughs) Let's read. Chapter 10 says this middle class believes money is negative. The world class believes that money is positive. The middle class thinks that money is negative. The world class believes that money is positive. I wonder what you think, billionaires. Let's read. Ask about people, ask most people about money, and you'll understand why they don't have any. Ask most people about money and you'll understand why they don't have any. Now, yesterday I had the pleasure of going over to a high school and uh, teaching the children, teaching the youth, teaching the next generation about money. And guess what happened? I asked them about money and I soon found out really quickly why they don't have any. (laughs) I mean, you know, you ask them, hey, you want to be rich? You know what? About 50% of them won't even raise their hand and say they want to be rich. I mean, my goodness. I don't know what you're going to do. I guess you don't want to be rich. Okay. It is what it is. Okay ask most people about money and you'll soon understand why they don't have any now here's my question to you billionaires if i were to ask you about money would i be able to soon find out why you don't have any either or why you do have some great question to ask by the way how you think will determine how you act and how you act will determine the results that you get it's not about intention it's about behavior let me say that again for the people in the back. It's not about the intended. I don't think anyone in their life, when they were growing up, they intended to be broke. Let's just get that out of the way. So it's not about intention. I think we all intended to have a successful life, to have money in the bank. I think our intentions were set well. So it's not about intention. It's about results. This is where people mess up. Oh, I intended. Okay, well, what did you do? Now what you intended to do, what did you do? So you ask most people about money, you'll understand why they don't have any. The masses see ambitious people as greedy and self-serving. They see money as a necessary evil that must be managed, but never focused on. It's what they teach in the church, be good stewards. Yeah, but never focus on money. Wait a second. (laughs) I I, I gotta pay bills, I I I got stuff I wanna do. Now, how many guys understand that what you think about, you bring about, what you focus on, you get, what you ask for, you receive, but don't focus on money, but you're going to deal with it for the rest of your life. Make no sense to me. No, oh, you start focusing on when you want to beg for. When you ain't got none. Your bills ain't paid. That's what you want to focus on. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See how that work out for you. After all, there are more righteous pursuits like television, sports, and movies. The idea of building wealth seems seems shallow. It also seems like a lot of work. The rich see money as a positive tool with the power to create freedom and opportunity. Everybody put it on the freedom and opportunity. Uh, the rich see money as a positive tool with the power to create freedom and opportunity for themselves and their families. Being wealthy gives them the option to live what author, philosopher, Ayn Rand called an unrestricted existence. This means having the ability to do what they want, when they want, with whomever they want, for as long as they want, without limitations. It also gives them the freedom to engage in their favorite pastimes, no matter how lavish or seemingly impractical to the masses. Many millionaires form charitable contributions or foundations and donate substantial sums to the less fortunate. You soon realize that these uh, folks that got a lot of money, they got to give a lot of money away too because they can't spend it all. What do you think a lot of these foundations are foreign? Who forms them? Typically not the poor. Matter of fact, uh, the wealthy have this thing called a giving pledge. They're trying to give all their money away before they die. (laughs) They can't take it with them. They say, we got to give it away. Got to find something to do with it before we leave. How silly are the masses. Without the ongoing support of wealthy benefactors, most charities would not survive. So while the middle-class demonizes and criticizes the world-class for selfishness and greed, the latter is donating a lion's share of money that keeps charities alive. Many also pay more taxes than, the year than most people pay in a lifetime and are essentially responsible for funding the infrastructure of the government's tax base. At the heart of this level of thinking is the belief that money is either a tool of evil or empowerment. The belief you adopt will lead you to abundant wealth or middle-class mediocrity. The belief you adopt, how you think, is going to lead you to abundance or financial mediocrity. Now, here's a good question to ask you this morning. As you look at the results that you have in life financially right now, how, what has your thinking brought you thus far? Has it brought you an abundant wealth or financial mediocrity? As you look at your results right now, what has your thinking brought you this far, thus far in life? The results that how you've been thinking about money brought you in life. Abundant wealth or financial middle-class mediocrity? Average. Just over broke. Paycheck to paycheck. More month, more month at the more not enough money at the end of the month. Here's a rich resource here from uh, Paul McKenna says, hey, it's a good book for you to pick up quite possibly. It's called I Can Make You Rich by Paul McKenna. Now, here's our critical thinking question of the day, people. That's right, billionaires. We, we don't just read, just to read. We read to get something out of it. Here's the critical thinking question of the day. You're gonna think about this thing. In the comments below, like for you to answer this question here. Uh, Do you believe being rich creates more opportunities or more problems? Do you think or believe being rich creates more opportunities or more problems? Which one for you? Do you believe being rich creates more opportunities or more problems? Now, this thing, we heard this song came out 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't know how long ago it was. You know, by Puff Daddy, More Money, More Problems. We started adopting that bu- bu- belief. Although, many of us who were singing that song and adopting that belief never got more money. But we still have more problems. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Right? Oh, they, they just turned you off. Oh, man, I got to deal with more problems. I don't more money. Now nah, I'll, I'll stay where I'm at. One song could change the way people think. Or influence the way people think. That's the power of song, it's power of music, power words, powers of what you adopt. Do you think, do you believe that being rich creates more opportunities or more problems? See, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is when people start thinking, they gotta think. You know what I mean I gotta think. I, I mean, this morning I woke up and you asking me to think. I mean, what else are you gonna do with your mind? I mean, you you tired of thinking already? You just got started. <laughs> you got a whole day ahead of you. You ain't ready to think yet? <laughs> think. Jimmy knew trying to say on this cartoon. He said, he said, think, think, think. Matter of fact, Earl Nightingale said, said the problem with most people is they simply don't think. Now we're asking you to think and answer a question very simply in the comments below. Guess what most people won't. And Jeff said, uh, opportunities that Landscape Live said opportunity. Do you believe that being rich creates more opportunities or more problems? Now, I talked to the kids yesterday. I said, you know what? Normally, this is what normally happens with groups when you start getting in front of people. It's always the same. You are only gonna have a few people who are gonna actually participate. I have a lot of people that are watch. A lot of people that are watch never participate. In other words, they, they, they watch for entertainment, but they don't participate to profit to get something out of it, to really take something away. Curtis Payne said it creates both, but the mindset you develop by becoming rich or wealthy should be strong enough to push through anything. Okay. So now he's created another option. He said, oh, well, it's not or for me. It's both for me. So I'm going to have opportunities and I'm going to have more problems. Okay. As a man of, so is he. As he continues to think, so he remains. You see so now we have created a whole nother solution to this question. Good job. Let's, let's do both. I don't want to pick a side. <laughs> this is what we do. This is what human this is what human beings do. All right, here's our action step of the day. Here's what you want to do with what we talked about today. All right now we're taking another step further. First, we got to reading and hearing. Then we got to thinking. Oh, now we got to get to doing. Make a list of the things that you would do if you were a millionaire. Give me three things that you would do in the comments below if you were a millionaire. Three things that you would do. A list. Three things that you would do if you were a millionaire. You earned your way to a million dollars. Now, what's three things that you would do? Give me three things in the comments below. Now we get to doing Cause now we're imagining, man, I got a million dollars coming to me. And then I'll tell you what, as you already, as you set in advance, what you're going to do when you become a millionaire. Now, you know exactly what to do. You don't have to think about it. Like, oh man, I got a million dollars. I don't know what to do. I'm confused. Oh my, I got problems. All this money. But when you already put it in advance, oh, this is what I'm gonna do when I get there. This is what I'm doing when it comes into my hands. This is what I'm gonna do with it when I earn this million dollars this year. Name three things, a list of three, list of things, three things that you would do if you were a millionaire if you make a million dollars this year what are you going to do what are you going to do with it what are you going to do see somebody got some questions now yeah thought about it being a millionaire Ever considered that? Oh, man, I'm going to make a million dollars this year? Is it a realm of possibility of belief for you? All right? Give back. Okay, you're going to give back. That's one. Anybody else? One thing that you would do if you ever became a millionaire. Some things that you would do if you were a millionaire. Give back. Okay. Now we get to the imagining part. Man. Man, I can, I feel it. I feel a million dollars in my hands. Well, what am I going to do with it? Woo. Maybe say, said, give, create a program for you and write writing and publish children's books and invest. Absolutely, give, create a program, you to write and publish children's books and invest. All right, anybody else, what would you do? Y'all already know what I'm gonna do. I'm building a money school. <laughs> hey, the money school must be built. That's numero, O for your boy ERGJ, build the money school. That is my. That not only is my. That's my give back too, because <laughs> I'm giving back education, financial education to the next generation. What would you do? All right. So Phil said the normal things, get out of debt. Well, that's not normal. But it's normal for you, that's cool. <laughs> hey, create housing. Okay, you wanna get a, get a house or create housing? I guess, are you saying getting the real estate? What would you do? $1 million dollars. What would you do with it? See, here's the thing. There's some that are watching right now, you can't even imagine a million dollars. And if you can't even imagine it, how in the world can it even come to you? That's a deflection. You, you can't even imagine, you in your mind, you can't even imagine. You being a millionaire, so you can't even answer this question because you can't even imagine. You got to be able to imagine it first. Some of us just simply can't. Our level of faith hasn't gotten there yet. We can imagine $100. We might can imagine $1,000. We get over that, oh, my goodness, $10,000. I can't even imagine that. We stop or we kill ourselves in our faith just simply because we want. it's, it's, It's hard to believe what we have never achieved. And I tell you what, if you don't believe, you won't achieve. But I understand it. There was a time. There was a time when I couldn't. I couldn't even imagine a million dollars. Right? Couldn't even imagine. I don't know, quarter million dollars. Couldn't even imagine it. Then things happened over time. My faith started to grow. I started believing bigger. I started dreaming bigger. I started getting bigger. Anybody else? Make a list of the things you do if you're a millionaire. It's interesting. We go from the hearing or the watching to the thinking, it starts to doing it down. And then we get to the doing part, man, it get real small, You get down to the few. Because you're actually, actually, you actually asking people to put in some work or some effort, some mental effort, and most people simply don't want to do that. I don't know, I didn't come here to think, I just want to be entertained. Just want to see your brother with a hat on, with a scarf on, you're looking pretty good, you sound good, but me participate? Me actually think this morning? Me actually work? No, I didn't come here for that, brother. Man, I'm not on social media for that. I'm not on Facebook for that. I'm not here to grow. I'm not here to take my not thought my life to another level. That's not what I came here for. I came here to be entertained. Entertain me. That's why I value. That's what I spend my money on. I just want to be entertained. I'm entertaining my way to poverty. I've been doing it my whole life. Don't stop me now. Bill said, "Buy land for our communities, farmland. Oh, absolutely! We want to get your farm?" they said, "Help heal the sick to get off the machine. That's right. She's gonna bring some, bring some, uh, bring. he's gonna bring some healing, some medicine, some solutions. Absolutely." Now here's our billionaires. Here's our uh, billion dollar quarter today from Harvey Firestone. Harvey Firestone he says this: "A man with a surplus can control circumstances." But a man without a surplus is controlled by circumstances. And often he has no opportunity to exercise judgment. And repeat that again for the people in the back. A man with a surplus can't control circumstances. But a man without a surplus is controlled by circumstances. And often he has no opportunity to exercise judgment. How I many of you guys have found this to be true? When you ain't had no money, when you was broken and broke, you were, you were controlled by circumstances. But when you started getting a little money in your pocket, started getting a little savings in a savings account, started to build up a little pipeline, you started controlling your circumstances. You started being able to say no to the things you want to say no to because you were not influenced by your lack of, but you were empowered by your wealth, your profit, your surplus. And because you had a little bit saved saved away, and because you have a little nest egg, you're now clearer in your thoughts because you're not worried about money and you're able to exercise judgment. This is why the poor keep getting poor. Bad judgment. Because their pocketbook got them thinking bad, broke. I mean, a broke mind is who a terrible thing to waste. Last game last said pay off all debts I have, cash buy, rental property, and give in uh, people and projects that I feel are in need. What's going on, Carvel? Mr. Bailey's in the house, right? A man with a surplus, everybody putting on a surplus, a man or a woman with a surplus, with a nest egg, with more than enough can control. And this is what wealth is all about. This is what money is all about. A big part of it is control. Control. They got people begging the people who are in control to help them. Please, please, I'm dying here. I need to survive. Please give me just a little bit because you are in control. A man with a surplus can't control circumstances, but a man without a surplus is controlled by them. And often he has no opportunity to exercise judgment. Broke folk continue to make bad decisions because their back is against the wall. Their back is against the financial wall. They gotta do whatever they can do, even if it's not good. Why do you think people steal? They make bad decisions, bad judgment because they have no surplus. Now, I wanna encourage you to work on getting a surplus. Now, how do you do that? Well, you might wanna connect with people who are working on getting a surplus. Birds of a feather flock together, and I'm trying to tell you, you've been hanging around broke folk too long. You are, you are, you and you in good company, because you are going to be the be like those that you hang around. Well, maybe it's time for you to get with a new group. This is the new Black Wall Street book club, where Black folk do read. You put it in the book. How rich people think. 30 chapters to change the way that you think. You change how you act. You change the results. You change the way that you think, you'll change your life. You change the way that you think, you'll change your bank account. You change the way you think. You'll change everything. And I mean everything in your life. Wealth begins in the mind. You must be wealthy in your mind long before you're wealthy in your wallet. I'm your host, ERGJ, certified financial educator, and I invite you to join the Black Billionaire's Club. That's right, the Black Billionaire's Club. Connect with brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success, and super serious about helping you. That's right. Can't hide from it. Helping you accomplish your goals and to build your dreams. Simply go to www.TheBlackBeatingLessClub.com, www.TheBlackBeatingLessClub.com. You can find that link in the comments above or below. You can pick up the book. You can pick up a sash. You can join the club today. Now, I'd ask for you as one of our podcast to subscribe and support this podcast with small monthly donations to help sustain future episodes, improve financial literacy in our community. When I went to the school yesterday, I talked to 80 students, 80 and i only found one out of 80 that has ever read any a book about money now if that is not sad in the black community this was a predominantly black school i talked to 80 students and only one has ever read anything about money that's indicative of the parents That's indicative of the school system. And guess what? The cycle continues until we change it. If you're not reading anything about money, your kids aren't either. And guess what's going to happen? Same thing, different generation. My question to you is will the buck stop with you or will it just continue in your family? Make a decision. Make a decision to join the club today. Well, guys, billionaires, that's our time. Black folk do read. I want you to remember this, that it takes a village, and it starts with us. Let's build wealth together. We all we got. We all we need. And thank God. Thank God, that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ Hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. Wall Street. With your host, Evan Jameson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't got a the computer. We encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the New Black Wall Street Book Club, Book Club. Yeah. The new Black Wall Street, The New Black Wall Street. Book Book Club.